I'm Hattie, and welcome to Hattie Talks. Today, I'm talking about sign language. Before I begin, it goes without saying that some of the language I reference in this episode is completely outdated in terms of referencing deaf people. It's also worth mentioning that there's a lot to this topic, way too much for me to possibly cover in just one episode. So today, I'm focusing on the history and origins of sign language, and some of the interesting aspects and how it differs from most spoken languages. Additionally, whilst I am mainly focusing on BSL today, there are between 138 and 300 different sign languages worldwide. No one really knows how old sign language is, but it is believed to date back hundreds, if not thousands of years, meaning it is as old as spoken language, even potentially older. Many researchers believe that hunters use hand signs to communicate on large open plains. Obviously, this is rather different to the modern day use of sign language, but the method remains the same using non-spoken language to communicate. One of the earliest sign languages was used by Native Americans in the ancient Great Plains. The language was a complex signing system, however it remains unclear why it was used, with one theory being that it was used for trade amongst members of the group. Other groups at the time are believed to have used a form of sign language to communicate with others outside of the group, particularly with European settlers. There were multiple accounts of Native Americans using signs to communicate with members of Columbus's crew. Stepping back a few hundred years, the first written record of sign language dates back to the 5th century BC in Plato's dialogue Cratylus, in which he records Socrates saying, If we had neither voice nor tongue and yet wished to manifest things to one another, should we not, like those which are at present mute, endeavour to signify our meaning by our hands, head and other parts of the body? For many hundreds of years surrounding this period, deaf people were ostracised by society, with many often being denied citizenship, religious rights and marriage, as they were deemed lesser humans by much of society. Jumping forward in time, what is considered the first formal sign language is Old French Sign Language, which was developed in France by Charles-Michel de Lepe, a French priest who was an early advocate for deaf rights. In 1755, he established a public school for deaf children, Institution Nationale de Sautes à Paris, or the National Institute for Deaf Mutes in Paris. This led to him being referred to as the father of the deaf. Students came from all over the country to learn there and brought with them the signs that they had used at home to communicate. Lepe adapted these signs and added hand signals to replace the sounds of the alphabet and created a sign language dictionary. Around the same time in England, Thomas Brerwood was establishing the Brerwood's Academy for the Deaf and Dumb, where, unlike in France, he taught the students a unique two-handed method of sign language. He later proved to be pivotal in developing the same British sign language that is still being used in the UK today. At the time, however, despite BSL being largely developed in schools, there was no central training in BSL, causing a large range of dialects to develop that still exist today. After sign language started to be broadcast nationwide in 1980, there has been a decrease in the number of these dialects, but many still use regional signs, but understand standard BSL. The term British Sign Language and BSL weren't introduced until 1975, when research into the linguistics of BSL began, and it was a further 28 years before it was officially recognised as a language in the UK. One of the most interesting aspects of sign language is that they often do not represent spoken languages. This is largely due to the fact that sign languages develop within deaf communities, meaning they can be independent of the surrounding spoken language. For example, despite English being the most commonly spoken language in both England and America, ASL and BSL are wildly different. While sign languages do not represent spoken languages, there are often many similarities between the two. In some cases, separate dialects have been invented that are more similar. For example, English can be represented through fingerspelling or artificial systems like signed exact English. 
However, these are not sign languages by themselves. Another interesting aspect of sign languages are signs known as multi-channels. These are signs that are accompanied with a mouth pattern. The mouth pattern of these signs is distinctive and isn't related to the word or phrase in the spoken language. These signs can also often have a variety of meanings depending on their context, which means they will often communicate more than a single spoken word would. The equivalent of this for spoken languages would be if there was a certain hand sign for certain words. And whilst people may gesture while speaking, for example pointing when saying over there, unlike with sign languages, this sign does not help to define the word. The last thing I would like to speak about is the recognition of sign language. As I mentioned earlier, it wasn't until the 18th of March 2003 that BSL was acknowledged as a language in the UK, and at time of recording, only 41 countries worldwide acknowledged sign language as an official language. Additionally, as of 2018, the 23rd of September has been named International Day of Sign Languages. In terms of looking to the future of the recognition of sign language, in the UK they are in the process of developing BSL as a GCSE, and there are other nationwide campaigns fighting for sign language to be taught in schools. Thank you for listening to Tatty Talks. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. This podcast has a new episode published every Sunday, so keep an eye out. Have a great week. Thank you.